from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. This week on Fresh Dialogues, we feature an interview with Apple evangelist and venture capitalist Guy Kawasaki. He explains why he thinks the VC model is fundamentally broken and yet delivers an inspiring pitch for a $500 million fund. The interview was recorded at his garage technology offices in Palo Alto on April 8, 2009. Let's talk about venture capital. You're a founding partner of Garage Technology Ventures. How would you describe the psyche of VCs for yourself and for your VC friends today? I think most of us are frustrated that there's no exits other than death. But honestly, it is, it is irrational to be afraid to invest in a tech company now because the Dow Jones Industrial Average is low or NASDAQ is low or there's no IPOs or no M&A deals. Because quite frankly, if you're investing in two people in a garage today, it doesn't matter what the Dow Jones Industrial Average is at all. Sure. Um, now, I guess it does matter. If, if the whole country's in a funk and nobody's going to buy enterprise software, you know, it's just why would you fund two guys doing or two gals doing enterprise software because nobody's going to buy it. Okay, I understand that. But truly... If you say to yourself, well, the stock market is down, so I'm not going to invest in a startup today, there's something totally ass-backwards about that, right? Mm. Because it does not matter what the stock market is today. It matters what it is in five years. And even then it might not matter because the number of companies in your portfolio that are actually going to go public are one out of 20, right? So 95% of the time you're going to fail anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, I guess you could make the case, well, if you believe that there's never going to be another IPO of a startup, then you should just get out of the venture capital business. Um, so do you feel there is light at the end of the tunnel as far as the economy is Well, concerned? there's always light at the end of the tunnel because it's cyclical. So I don't know how, long, I don't know how slow the earth is turning, but it, it cannot be that we'll always be in you know, this funk. I mean, right but how now, long do you think it will be? I mean, you're obviously an optimist. I have. I have no idea. I will tell you, though, that I don't think you can ask anybody and have a good idea because, quite frankly, the people you would ask right now, these so-called experts, if they were so freaking smart, how come they didn't call the downturn, right? Absolutely. Right? Because if you're so freaking smart, you call the downturn, you short everything, you dump everything, you, you know, and you would make billions of dollars. You're so smart. Now, how can people like – it's easy for us to say now, but just sit down and say to yourself, all right, so what we're going to do is – we're going to get all these people who make 50 grand a year to buy million-dollar houses. And then we're going to give them a mortgage that they can go through two years. And at the end of the third year, they're going to hit the wall and they won't be able to. So we're going to repossess it and everybody's going to lose their jobs because they're going to lose their houses and all that. So how come so many smart people, all these MBAs, all these bankers, all of New York was sitting there saying, yeah, it's a good business. How can that be? So now we're going to ask those people in New York, okay, so tell us when it's going to end. These are the same people who got us in trouble? It's like, I don't think so. But from a VC point of view in Silicon Valley today, yeah. I mean, what is the reaction of your friends and colleagues? To what? To the whole economy, to the venture capital model. Well, I think the venture capital model is fundamentally broken, but for different reasons. Um, it's not the lack of... of exits and, and you know being able to take profit off the table, the, the, the challenge for the venture capital business is through a v 
series of forces, including open source and the recession. So there's lots of people available for very low prices and cheaper commercial real estate and less noise and all that. You can start a, a company for a lot less money today than ever, right? You get MySQL for free. You get Drupal, Rails, all that kind of stuff. All that's for free. All your friends are unemployed, so they can be programming at night. You know, life is good in that sense. Um, so now you really don't need $2 million to build a prototype. You should be able to do it now for 50000 But now, obviously, I'm talking about a certain kind of company. right? I'm talking about a Web 2.0 content, social network, something. I'm not talking about finding a cure for cancer. You can't, sure. you know, can't do that with open source drugs, right? Although somebody will think of that. Um, but generally speaking, it's much cheaper to start a company. So now, you know, it means that fewer and fewer people need to raise $2 million. Arguably, they'll raise 100000 from their friends and family and not even need venture capital. And, and so if you're a $500 million fund, you cannot invest that fund $100,000 at a time. <laughs> Not even a hundred in Series A and five million in Series B, and you know it's just it's mathematically hard to do that. So that's the question. So are you? Is Garage still investing? Yes, actively investing. Yes. but we were never a five hundred million. Don't get me sure, wrong. Sure, I understand. Don't yes. get me wrong. Oh yeah, okay. I know you're a seed and early no, stage. No, no, no. I know. You, you, yeah, that's true too. If I were a five hundred million dollar fund, I would be spinning a whole different story for you. Okay. Okay. And what would that story be? Oh, that story would be we have very deep pockets. We can invest and we can, you know, and we can really stick with a company through a long gestation period uh, because we have this deep pocket and we have the wherewithal and the experience and the history of picking winners. So with our $500 million funds, we can invest a million. You know, why should an entrepreneur who's who can you know scrape together something with a hundred thousand dollars? We are such good judges of character, and we are such we're so omniscient and omnipotent that rather than <laughs> having those two people suffer with a hundred thousand dollars, we're going to adequately fund them for two million dollars, accelerating their growth, accelerating their success, accelerating our liquidity. <laughs> you event. got the pitch down, guy. Oh, I, can, I can bullshit all day long. <laughs> so um, five hundred million dollar fund is the only way to go. Right. You believe me? But no. <laughs> but you, you say it convincingly. But do you think Sand Hill Road will maintain the preeminence that it has, the um, reputation that it's had? Only because it's an upward spiral, not because we have a monopoly on wisdom. <laughs> or, what do you mean power. by an upward spiral? It's an upward spiral in that, you know, because everybody comes to Silicon Valley, um, the best stuff comes to Silicon Valley, so we invest in the best stuff, so it creates the best stuff, so more people come. I mean, it's an upward spiral. I don't know if that model will last forever, but I don't see it changing immediately. Um, the interesting thing about the venture capital business, as a colleague once explained to me, is it's a business that has very high barriers to exit. Mm. It's a very interesting insight. And the the why the reason why that's funny and interesting is because there are high barriers to exit for venture capital because one way of looking at venture capital is you raise a five hundred million dollar fund you get two and a half percent of that every year hell or high water sitting on your ass or not picking good stuff or not your base 
is 2.5% of $500 million. If you hit home runs, you can make tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. But your base is a comfortable half million dollars a year salary, right? And that's for you to go to cocktail parties and all the entrepreneurs are sucking up to you and you're looking, you're getting interviewed. You know, what's your view of green? What would you recommend to a green <laughs> entrepreneur? All that mm -hmm. bullshit, right? All that world sucking up to you. You get this great base. If you get lucky, you make tens of millions of dollars. If not, you still make half a million dollars a year. And the beauty of all this is it takes five or seven years to figure out if you're a bozo or not. <laughs> But do you think some VCs are going to be found out? Absolutely. Maybe even me. And, and <laughs> so I just – have I not just described a beautiful business? Mm. Right? Sounds very attractive. So like I said, there's a very high barrier to exit. Why would you leave that business? What am I missing? Why would you leave that business? Presumably if you can't keep topping up your bucket of funds. That's why it's good to have one lucky partner. I mean it's <laughs> – Right. It's right. – now, having said that, there are people I, – I have great respect for a firm like Kleiner Perkins or Sequoia, right? I mean, they can, they've shown they can pick them over and over again. It's not luck anymore. But, wow. Um, Guy Kawasaki, thank you so much for joining me today on Fresh Dialogues. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen. For more lively interviews with many more leaders, go to freshdialogues.com. With special thanks to Carol Pecora for technical support and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. Music